This show is about nothing and everything at the same time. We are a diverse group with our own ideas and experiences, which in no way is meant to represent an absolute truth. We know nothing. The three of us have our own biases, experiences, and are just looking to pursue deeper understanding. We're bound to make mistakes in our pursuit of shared wisdom. You're invited to learn along with us. Welcome to this episode of Hermes AM. Today we are going to cover relationships and actually this whole month we're going to look at relationships as a whole. We're going to do a psych ward for Mad Love later on this month and then also a live show on February 12th, Friday, February 12th, give you all a little bit of Valentine's freedom from any kind of live show on the 13th, Uh, but February 12th to be looking for that. We'd actually like it if you have a relationship story that you'd like to share and you think that um, is compelling, we'd love to hear it and then be able to pull you in on part of that call if uh, if you're interested. So let us know. You can contact us at hermesrepair.com. We would love to get you on the show. Without further ado, we step into the dating game. We're not qualified enjoy this fun conversation between Tao Nu and myself. Have a great day. Ultimately, we're talking about life in a pandemic with relationships. Uh, there was ways things were done before. There's ways things are done after. There's ways people just disregarded the pandemic and were like, I'm trudging along and pursuing this relationship regardless. Uh, so we wanted to just kind of, we're going to talk about our own personal relationships a little bit. Uh, We're going to speculate on the world at large and look at how and why and the potential of things. So if this is one of those great episodes, if you have information that we're totally neglecting, please share that in the uh, on Facebook, Instagram, on our website. We want to dialogue with this because, again, we don't know everything and we want to connect and collaborate with you, the people trying to give the people what they want as all the good, the good podcasts out there would say. Um, we'll start, <laughs> we'll start. What do you, I mean, like uh Tao new, uh, what, where do people traditionally meet? Where would you say? Well, this is a bias because I met, you know, my boyfriend through work, but I feel like a lot of people meet through work, whether it's like, you know, when they were in college and they were working in like a coffee shop or sometimes maybe it's like their very first office job. Um, there's always like these comments about you shouldn't work like date people that you work. Um, but I feel like a lot of people do meet that way. I think they try to say that it's online. They try to say it's at these random places. But I honestly believe it's either it's definitely a majority of the time it's going to be at your work before you go into these um, things. And most people nowadays are not too social and they're too friendly. So I don't I don't believe on the rarity that you're meeting somebody, um, you know, out in the out and about unless it's at a bar or a social situation. Like if you're going to look back in the day, like back in the day when we used to go to places. Right. Um, I think you'd go to like a bar or someone and be with a group of friends. They would invite a group of friends and then you'd meet other people that way. And I think that's another way, a popular way for the, the older adults to be meeting other people. And then obviously the online thing, which um, which is a, its own little uh, ecosystem of how do you navigate through that? Because I have no clue. Um, <laughs> but I know that some people know how to use that to their advantage. 
Um, I think those are the top three, uh, you know, like, and then I think the, the rarity are the people that are like going out and meeting people at a cafe just out of nowhere. Right. Like out in the wild. Yeah. Like they're just coming. Like, I just think that that's like, I think it's bullshit. I don't think most people just run into people like that. And it's like kismet. Right. I don't know if that's really a thing. Um, you know, so the, I, I don't know how many times tell, you tell me, Spence, tell me if that's I, like bullshit. I, or not. I don't know. No, no. It's as Tao was like, the first thing I would say is work. Right. First thing that popped into my head was, oh, we're doing a family feud survey right now. It's like, yeah. Yeah. Um, because because it's like you survey 100 people and they might. I mean, the majority probably will say work, which then made me kind of ponder as we're talking. Why is that? And it made me think, you know, where do most of us start our relationships? school high school it's mm -hmm. like you you're in close they're, middle, they're middle, middle school high school it's like you have that relationship with those people that you see every day yeah and then you're those are your testing grounds and what's the most comfortable place outside of that is going to be uh work. circle yep. yeah friend circle work um i mean we we took some notes we we're like church groups right um i i talked to my fiance and, she, and she's like gym like there was moments at the gym like people mm. talk to each other at the gym yeah uh, sure. and and this kind of like this idea when you're meeting people there's a lot of pieces um it's there's there's a confidence and there's a like kind of a shooting your shot method right like people you hear about stories of like um people shooting their shot via like sliding into somebody's dm and getting <laughs> and getting like uh break through the coals when they're right. like oh you're in a relationship but you slid into my dm what's up with that yeah, that's a little bit yeah. more kind of like tmz mode um you have you, you have those pieces that ultimately are critical and have been the staple right and then new you talked about online which kind of got some traction uh definitely got some traction pre um i mean pre-covid that's some a way that people would go like right tinder bumble uh, bumble hinge Okay, Cupid. Then you have like methods that like Match.com where people meet. I have a, a a buddy who got married and now has like a couple kids lives in Texas. Um, he he married he met his wife on Match.com, right? And then you have eHarmony where people pay for. Um, my Betsy ultimately said she's like mm, those people are usually kind of creeps and pedophiles because they're paying for that <laughs> service. Right. Like Are there, they, well, I know. I, so I disagree. I think they're just maybe like not socially inept as much as some of the people that are socially out there and normal. Right. Well, and I, I mean, I looked, at, but I, there is I, a lot of I looked at those, right. Like, so, I mean, yeah. again, we've, we've kind of touched on it. I, uh, it was April of 2019. I'm talking to my wife of, um, coming up on nine years and, um, I'm like, Hey, like, I'd like to connect more. She's like, uh, I uh, think we should separate. And ultimately, a month later, or two months later, we were separated. And I yeah. went on my first date. Um, I jumped on Tinder kind of a little bit after that, right. And, and so I started um, kind of I started in that space, right. And I, I wasn't, uh, I, I've always looked for relationships to be long term. Chemistry is a really hard thing to find. And sometimes people have it, sometimes they don't, right? Based on, off of like Betsy's comment about, <laughs> you know, having like a paid dating website and those are just like weird people because they're paying for this. <laughs> I, I remember seeing a long time ago, like some sort of article saying that those sorts of websites actually produce more long-term meaningful relationships because you're willing to invest money in order to find mm. a long-term partner. You're not going to pay five bucks like a month or whatever it costs. I don't know. Yeah. Um, no, it's, to it's just have like a cheap date. 
I don't know. Like, have you been to the bar? You know how much those drinks cost? <laughs> 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 so, well, it's no, a, I, get, I get what you're saying, though. It's economic. Economically, it sounds more sound to invest in it because you're actually willing to like put in the money, put in the time, put in the investment. Ask, ask well, yeah. you know, like so. the people who are on there are more serious. They're the ones who are just like, I'm not meeting people at work. I didn't meet people at school. I can't meet people in the wild. So I want to find people who really want to have a relationship and not just hook up. Right. Well, because there's all kinds of apps for that, right? Depending yeah, on what you're looking it, for. <laughs> it's easy to sign up for like a free app and start dating. I think, and we, I think we were having fun with Spence at Comic-Con <laughs> that one year with his oh, Tinder yeah. account, right? So we're all... We were in San Diego. Around. We were in San Diego and I, yeah, got, I ended up getting a date, right? So yeah, no, um, me, me, you, and Tao were all there. We're all sitting there and we're all messing with your with your Tinder account thinking we can just re- reach out to people while we're sitting here at Comic-Con. <laughs> Yeah, just so. sending out messages like Spence did a poor job booking his hotel yeah. and flight. He needs somewhere to stay. No, 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 that wasn't it. I was planning on like just staying out that whole night anyway, and yeah. like and just yeah. uh, I mean, my flight was first thing in the morning. I actually, yeah, I, I have no problem staying the night in the airport. Still in meeting, it's interesting yeah. because you have like for I'd say I mean for men and women, it's completely different. Um, a woman can be sh- like shut down eight, 10 dudes in a night and still have that one that she's like, okay, I'll take you home. Right. And a man, it's like, how often are you, do you come across somebody that like you actually are able to like, how, how often are men the ones turning down women at that rate? Right. So, um, I think it depends on where they're at in their life. Right. True. And kind of the verbato or the, just their, their appearance. Right. Um, potentially. And if they're throwing money around, then it's like, oh, well, you're going to have a lot of people potentially pursuing you. Um, I'm, I'm the type of person that's like, mm, I'm, I'm not spending anything. I'm not buying drinks when I go out, whatever. So, I mean, if you're the person just dropping money, then yeah, you probably have that opportunity uh, to to take home a few extra of the per, the the person that you want to be with, right? Uh, or the type of people you want to be with. Um, Jordan Peterson talked about ultimately, right? Like how you have essentially 50-50 of the population. The women hold the cards to who they want to actually um, have kids with. And that's ultimately sometimes, I mean, I don't know, Tao or women out there, um, when you look at somebody and, and you see them, it's like, ultimately, it's like, mm, this is somebody I can have, a, 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 I can be with and, and raise children with potentially, or at least um, be intimate with. Uh, and so if you're like, uh, we're going to keep them in the friend zone, um, right, which we, we'll talk about in a little bit, potentially, but if you're going to keep them in the friend zone, then yeah, then they aren't going to be that person for you. Um, but men have, a, men can't make that call. They, they can't be like, oh, I'm going to, I'm going to give nine months of my body to this, uh, this, this ravaging experience. Right. And I think because of the, all their body changing, they have the right to choose to what they want what they want. And then it comes to like, obviously thrusting the human race into generations. Right. And then that's that they should have. And then you get, I mean, then it's the whole, like you meet somebody, you think things are going well and then they ghost you. Um, or (laughs) <laughs> or they 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 change things. What like submarining? Tower, were you the one that came up with yes. give us a submarine definition? I think we, I think we had to look these up because we're all old, right? So yes. we're all the the new stuff. Well, ghosting's so. pretty. I mean, like yeah. that's that's easy. Yeah. 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 Um, I it's submarining. I think actually oh, yeah. I, the other term um, used is also like uh, something related to like being a zombie. 
because once you ghost someone, you rise from the dead. So that's what submarining is. You dive deep into the waters and disappear. And then one day (laughs) you suddenly just resurface and you pretend like nothing happened, that you didn't just completely disappear on them. Yeah. Yeah. I'm glad you I mean, explained that because I've done that, right? So, like, yeah, I think all was, of us have done all well, of these the, in one kind of capacity. The first girl I went on a date with, like the, she, that, like that's the first, you, that's the first person you go on a date with. So it's not like, I mean, there's other people. You're like, you're not gonna put, be like, okay, this is it. This is, or I mean, like a, a same person wouldn't be like, okay, this is the relationship I want to be in. Plus, I wasn't sold on that, right? Like, I wasn't like, I was like, mm, she's cool, but like, definitely not it. Yes. Um we got to a place where we were intimate so it was like that was made the submarining the the experience because it's like uh, like let's see where she's at now right like <laughs> uh, which is a fucked up way to yeah. kind of well, i think that's that. really where that comes from right it's because like you're like oh i'm not really into you but then like then you think about that and you're like well well i mean then again right but <laughs> so, i wasn't like yeah. it didn't matter like and even I, there were certain times where i was like uh not worth it right yeah. like not yeah. like okay i'll t- like we went out for drinks one time and it was kind of like uh eh, i'm not like mm, i'm good like this right. is not not the route that i want to head which takes us into courting right like this right. idea of you you you're pursuing this relationship with this person past a few dates right Right. So like when you so I get in the courting stages, like we're, we're going to go through all those the actual dating, actually getting to know each other. And I think from the beginning, right, your 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 best foot forward is kind of like what what you're looking for. Right. That's what you're what you what you you're trying to present yourself as who you wish you were versus who you actually are in order to kind of sell the point. Right. And I think that's kind of what a lot of the courting issues start with. And then, like, I think Tao had a good explanation for um like what was it again, Tao? Well, I hiding the I crazy. Have, yeah, yeah the crazy hiding the crazy, basically, <laughs> and that is like, and whenever I bring this up to friends of mine who are like still out and about and dating, um, they have really strong personalities. We we get along well, but I tell them all the time, like I would not be able to date you. Like I just cannot handle yeah. how strong you come across. I can't handle how like passionate you are about certain <laughs> things, right? Yeah. And so um, hiding the crazy, they take they come off thinking that it's about being inauthentic, about lying about who you are. And it's like, no, you're not trying to lie who you are. You're trying to ease them in. Yeah. Um, so the example I give is in our my own relationship, you know, my boyfriend typically does not like sharing food. He doesn't like sharing drinks. He doesn't like people eating off of his plate. Um, and so, you know, starting off, if I had done that, that would have definitely turned him off. You'd be like, no, you get away with your germs. Don't yeah. touch me. Yeah. Um, and now I steal his food all the time. I drink right. half his milkshake. I, <laughs> and he doesn't care. He's so used to it now yeah. that it doesn't bother him. And that's because he likes me enough to yeah. allow me to do that. But you couldn't do that at the beginning. So you had to ease into nope. it until there's like, actually, like, when you do do it, and then he doesn't care. You're like, oh, my God, I passed that whole part of yeah. the situation. Like, right? All the positives you presented beforehand outweighs that negative that is now showing up. Ultimately, when you are, I was using dating apps a lot, right? Because it's like, I, I didn't want to, there was nobody at work that I was interested in, like at other places, there was like potential people, but I'm like, mm, I'm good. Like, and so I was actually using yeah dating apps and i was i was being 
fairly picky, right? Like I have friends who use them and one friend is like, my strategy is just go uh, right on everybody. And then, <laughs> um, and then, and then, and then see who accepts me and then go from there. Right. And then dwindle it down. Right. Uh, yeah. I mean, my Betsy, her, she, I mean, like as we, I got in, in this uh, window of like 50, she would kind of like have a, she would do 50 accepts. Right like uh so 50 swipe rights or so and then kind of give those people and kind of filter through those people and see if there's anything um there or not uh and so when we met yeah there was there was that piece of going that was the route that i was taking and so i got to a place where i was i, I was i was not trying to hide my crazy i was trying to in messages and other things um I was just trying to be authentic and in myself because I've, I was like, you know what? I don't like I've already been in a relationship where I hid my I try to hide my crazy. And nine years later, it's still like um, not good enough. Uh, yeah. So <laughs> it's funny because, yeah, I mean, I sent Betsy a picture of cookies. Right. And she's like, oh, what are these cookies? And then when she tried them, she was like, oh, yeah, I, I can see why you sent those now. Yeah. But like she like it was it was stupid of me. Um, and uh, I'm like texting and I'm talking about Dr. Strange and all the possibilities of a, of a scenario. And so <laughs> looking at all the, the infinite possibilities, exactly. of the outcomes of every situation. Yeah, right? I was using so, the time yeah. stone. And yeah. so and, and so, sorry, I remember I remember like, you know, Betsy, I remember her saying something about saying that when she first met you, she thought she thought you were like crazy. <laughs> well, yeah, no. The first thing I said to her, I was like, uh, for all that to be said, the first thing yeah. I said to her is like um, and that day was pretty emotional for me, actually. Yeah. Um, because I had some kind of just personal breakthroughs on some yeah. things I'd been like yeah. on some shame that I was been had been holding right. Um, and I uh, I was writing and I was actually like just super emotional. And I she's like, "How's your day been?" And I, the only thing I could think to say was like, "I've been processing my processings." Um, <laughs> and so she was like, "Okay, this guy's a weirdo." Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. You're like odd. <laughs> and and right. it was good that it was like a walking date, right? Like we weren't going yeah. to see a movie or something like that yeah, because then yeah. like we can have a conversation and we kind of work through it. Um, I mean, we met at two o'clock at this park, and beyond that, we went um, until like we walked around for a couple hours, and then I was like, "Um, uh, um, you want to come to my house and I'll make some hummus." And um, this was I mean, it had been kind of a joke because I'd be like, oh, I invited somebody over to make some hummus. And that was kind of like the the, the thing that people yeah, knew like me. A, yeah, yeah, they'd be like, oh, yeah, make some hummus. Um, but I was like, <laughs> no, seriously, I like I'm like make hummus. And we ended up, I mean, just like talking and hanging out. And actually, like I showed her like these notes that have like things I've been processing. And, and so she got a she got a good look at all my crazy right away because yeah. I'm like and, and, and I'm like, man, like this has been great um and we hung out until about seven o'clock so we hung out it turned into be a five-hour date and then um the next day i'm like texting her and she's like her, her i didn't know this at the point but her phone had died and so i was like i was like damn like already ghosting, <laughs> ghosted me. Already ghosted I was like, already i was like that was the best first date i'd ever had mm -hmm. and and go, like it's over yeah nah yeah, yeah. You, you went. Was, too, I was. You, went, you, you took it crazy too fast. I you went. Know? Yeah, I went full. I went. I went. I went. So I think the important thing, though, is that, like, when I say hide your crazy, right? Like, there are some things that you need to be authentic and upfront about. Like, if you have strong beliefs about something, like 
you need to do that. I have a friend who she's now in a relationship and she's happy, but like some of the things that she would do right away in first date would be like, okay, what are your thoughts on marriage? What are your thoughts on children? And I'm like, you are coming on way too strong lady. Um, but she was also expecting others to meet her in the same place. And I was like, you got to understand everyone goes at different speeds. Yeah. Um, and her, with her current boyfriend, it's hilarious because initially, you know, she had told me about him and she was like, I don't know about this. Like, I don't really feel like reviving. And um, she just didn't feel like she wanted to give uh, him a chance. And the funny thing is fate basically intertwined and made her give him a chance because what happened was she had him try using her longboard um, and he fell and like broke his elbow. And she felt so guilty that she went with him to the ER, stuck around him. And then she was like, I don't really want to date this guy, but he broke his elbow. So now I have to like continue to see him for a Florence bit. Florence Nightingale, bro. That's Florence Nightingale. <laughs> that's not a thing. That's that's basically you're caring for somebody. That, it's like same thing happening back to the future where like Marty's mom falls in love with him. Like the same thing. That's not mm -hmm. a thing, Tao. Everybody no, but, knows that. But because of that, that forced interaction, <laughs> right at first she was like i don't really like him yeah, because yeah. he seems kind of passive he's like a little like touchy feely and the more she like witnessed this the more she gave time to kind of like adjust to him she's like you know what? actually this is what i need like yeah. i need someone to provide me with this kind of like safe space this um like emotional thing where where she wants to go hard you know he is kind of like in the background just calm and just going with the flow um, and she enjoyed it and she would never have given him that chance had she not had spent more time with him. Um, because again, she expects everyone to be full on crazy at the very start. So she can make that instant judgment of like, I like you or I don't. So it sounds like the, like, it sounds like Reese, Weather Reese Weatherspoon's character in, um, Big Little Liars. Right? Uh. <laughs> Remember where she goes hard and then the other guy that her husband just kind of chills. Yeah. And you're just like, oh, yeah, that's just who she is. Cool. You know, like he's just more of a like there kind of thing. You know? well, well, and that gets I mean, like, so I mean, new we joked about this in Tao, like this idea the videos online and other things encouraging men to be more alpha. Right. Like the yeah. alpha male strategy. Yeah. Right. So there's a dude, whatever. You can check it out. People, alpha male strategies on YouTube. So just... we discovered me and Tao discovered this at that same San Diego with the whole Tinder fun thing. Like we we discovered this guy and it was uh, he's hilarious. So but he's serious. I mean, he's he's he's, he's like encouraged. I mean, he's basically like this is how you get a like be as with as many women as you want. And just it just the verb like this, the verbato about it. Um, and I'm just like, uh, right, like there's no commitment there's no long term right i have two kids um i'm like i want i wanted to still have more kids i wanted to have like a family and so that was part of like me pursuing a relationship was something longer bigger picture right like mm -hmm. this idea of alpha i mean but the the idea is in talking to friends who are women i'm like what do you think about this and they're like uh i mean it's nice to have some of that um alpha but it's also you want that mix with beta Right. That security, that commitment, that piece that you're not going to have to worry about this person just going out and 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 having a Tuesday night and a Wednesday night and um, and then coming back or whatever. So there's still that idea. So in, in having that passion, 
at the same time, um, as the as the commitment piece, the the alpha and the beta, that's the that's the best mix, and that and that is kind of the, what I would go for. And I'd have friends tell me that I need to do this or that or hook up with this person or that person, and I'm I was always like, nah, no, nah, that's not that's not me. And ultimately, in courting and meeting people, it's like hiding your crazy or not, right? It's being true to yourself, finding that piece, uh, vibing pairing with somebody uh, and then ultimately not settling right there's this idea i mean new you could you could probably talk about it or i mean the if so so often we settle and we're like oh this relationship it's good enough and yeah. and it and it, it will it will sustain you but for how long and so i think there's a it comes down to i think a few things right when you're looking at relationships like that i think this comes down to the same kind of advice i tell my children my daughters who are now like 15 16 um it's, it's uh, sometimes sometimes you can't just wish for a better thing sometimes you just gotta try to work to make the one situation you're in better right and i think that's a lot of the um and the same thing with relationships sometimes you're not in a good relationship and you look somewhere else and you see it could be better with this one yes anything could be better but you don't know sometimes it's better just the kind of, if you're if if it's if there's a chance and you guys are both willing to work on it Sometimes it's better just to work on it and make it but make the situation you're in better instead of just wishing for a do over. Right. And I think that's like a lot of us are really quick to do that because it's easier. It's just simply easier just to cut and run and try again. Um, and uh, so it's, it kind of really comes down to your level of maturity and understanding and then seeing if it's something you can do and what you're like what you were saying before i think like there's got to be a little bit of feminine and uh, masculine in both and every man and woman in any relationship i think it helps with both and uh i think that's the greeks had it best when you have um uh hermes and uh, um, aphrodite had a child basically he's half woman half man there's a feminine quality and a male quality in um in in, in everyone Right. And it's able to you're able to use that as a, like to be more understanding, be more be more vulnerable, also be masculine when you have to be being able to be both. Right. And I think that's kind of like when you have that God um, as kind of a, a understanding of what all of us have inside of us as a as a is a, a potential to be both and then giving any circumstance to make you a better human being. Right. Um so I think there's a lot of that in um, what you're what, what that goes on in courting, especially you can't just be all tough. Right. You have to be a little bit of um, both. And I think Spence was going to say the name of the child. I also looked it up. Go ahead. You got you to gotta tell. Okay. Hermaphroditus yeah. is yes. the name of their child. Yeah. Um, it is also like that is where the term hermaphrodite. Yes. Uh, yeah. Yeah. It comes from. Um, and fun fact, there have been studies shown um, where, you know, uh, subjects are shown faces like someone really masculine, someone really feminine, and then a mixture of both. And um, the majority of the time, people will choose the face that's a mixture of both men and women as being more attractive. Um, some thoughts behind that is that you like to see a little bit of yourself in there, mm. uh, but also that mixture of masculine and femi feminine, it's just less threatening to both sexes. Um, and But I like the idea that you want to see a little bit of yourself because there are other relationship studies to uh, that look at divorce and relationships that, you know, have uh, lasted. And the common terminology or like the common saying that we hear all the time is that opposites attract. Um, oftentimes because opposites will have really like volatile 
passionate relationships. But the studies have shown that the relationships that last are the relationships that are actually between people who are more similar than they are different. Yeah, no, I think that that makes that makes sense. I just think that, like, you know, when I think of the opposite attract thing, I think it is that is a, is a common occurrence. And it's obviously um, a lot of us have seen that opposites do attract. But sometimes it's not just because they attract doesn't mean necessarily mean it's always the best case scenario for you in long term. Right. I've had this growing theory on um, relationship in general. And again, I don't read a lot of uh, relationships books or anything like that. It's just based off of just kind of understanding of what um, I think relationships are built on. Um, so like when, when we look at it, we look at something, a few things you need in a relationship. Like I think we, we whittled it down to six, right guys. Yeah. So we have these like six points of a relationship that come into play. Um, and then usually every, every, Every person you're with and vice versa, then with you, you have these, you have uh, a few of these six points. And I think like nobody gets all of them. You get a few and they have a few. And then sometimes those match up and sometimes they don't. So we have like, for one, we have comfortability, which comes into like, you can wear sweatpants forever. And and then that other person likes it and digs it doesn't matter. Right. And you're also looking at success and income is number two. And these are not in particular in any order, but like success, income, um, you know, they're, they're really, they're the owner of their own company. They have a lot of money and they inherit a lot of money. They're just worth a lot of money. Right. That's success. Um, and then you're looking at intelligence, the level of like book smart, um, street smart, uh, also ing uh, ingenuity, all those kind of things uh, is number three. Number four is obviously attraction. Like you're attracted to the person first time you see them, you're attracted um, to how they carry themselves vice versa. And then uh, number five is chemistry, which could also be kind of looked at as a sec sexual chemistry, which is your like you have some kind of um attraction to each other but not in the way of like like not like looking at each other but you guys just mesh together like a puzzle piece right and then the last one being trust kind of thing like where it's like trust being like uh one of the main like it's obviously the last on the list but it's probably one of the most important when it comes to a relationship um so at any given time i think that when you're with somebody you have uh, you have a number of these things and um and then you can't have all of them and i think as you as you as like as a teenager say for instance all of us in school we would have probably been more uh, at a younger age. You're looking for attraction, right? And then you're looking for comfortability and probably chemistry at that point. Um, and then as you get older, I think these things change and they change vice versa. Because like you, I think a person, a man can grow up, grow older and still want to uh, still want attraction, still want then want comfortability and want this. But then on the opposite spectrum, the woman can be wanting, I want success. I want something like I want more income because I want to be able to live a, like a long term life that is not so hard. Um, I'm looking for something to be more intelligent so that obviously for her intelligence drops. Right. It's not as important as it was was when she was younger. Um, and then obviously trust comes into those things. So you obviously looking at these things at first, you you all match and then eventually they start changing. And I think that's when uh, people start breaking up because they start wanting different things. Right. And then I think those those come and come and go as we go. And me and Tao and Spencer were kind of going over like if you apply these certain rules to like celebrity relationships, you can see that. Like those those situations are very volatile and seeing that there's the, the trust on those levels probably drops a lot. Right. When you look at celebrity relationships, because like, yeah. how can you how can you trust somebody that's going to be with the next A-lister in a movie that you're in? That's a romantic comedy and you're up for that. She's up for that. 
you don't know her and obviously how is it that you don't have a little bit of uh, mistrust going into a situation like that when we know in Hollywood they tend to kind of just take and grab whatever they want whenever they're in the situation right so you can apply these things to obviously like the upper upper echelon of like our entertainment industry and kind of apply these and see how volatile they are and actually how um interesting they are as far as losing and gaining right go ahead Tal. yeah i was gonna say like some of the more popular um relationships that you know you want to believe are going to last forever in Hollywood um, oftentimes um, you know fall apart due to some sort of shifting like for example if you look at uh, Chris Pratt and uh, Anna Ferris you know they were a really um, public uh, public couple they always seemed like they were super sweet. Uh, everyone loved seeing them together. And what happened was, you know, at the start of relationship, she was more successful and he was kind of in the background. And then um, he became more successful. So there was that shift in income, shift in power, but also a shift in trust because then he became sort of this... Um, a-lister, because right? he became an yeah, A-lister. He became, an um, he became much more of a person that people desired. Um, and then he was also doing more movies with other desirable co-stars. I think uh, they started, we started seeing cracks in their relationship due to rumors that he and uh, what is her name? Hmm. Hunger Games. Oh, uh, Jennifer yeah, Lawrence. So he did that. Yeah. Thank you, Jennifer Lawrence. Because he and Jennifer Lawrence. Together, right? They did the astronaut mm -hmm. movie together, right? So, um, yeah. And then the same, I think when we can go backwards further and you see any, any of that, so you can take that all the way back to like the 30s, right? Of these type of situations happening with trust and um, everything else. But you can even look at Brad Pitt and Angelina Jolie during Mr. and Mrs. Smith, right? So you can see they obviously had a lot of on string chemistry, which kind of like, kind of, like went from the the end of their other relationship to where they were now and then it, then it's shifting later on to what they what it became to this day right and i think these kind of these things all change right um except for with leonardo DiCaprio, who's always a attraction is on number one on his list so, so and and under a certain age range and yeah so it's like so you have like a certain thing on the list i'm guessing he's not looking for attraction he's not looking for intelligence or income success or trust he's just looking for attraction that, and comfortability <laughs> so, that hugh, and then, the hugh hefner points Right. So, right. And so those are the certain points that you're looking for. For me personally, like, you know, at first you like you, you get those that when you're younger, you have a bit of an ego and a bit of a bravado. And also you're looking for um, certain kind of um, attention and stuff. So you'd actually apply certain things. And at the point you you obviously you had these one points. You can see yourself changing to wanting more conversation, wanting more comfortability, not really giving a shit about attraction as much. But you also want like you want chemistry, you want trust. And then but the thing is, you also understand that sometimes you're not going to be you're not going to be able to have them all. I, and I think is like and I think like long as you know that, I think you can kind of grow and uh, understand and also understand when you're uh, you're the opposite person you're with also changes and also needs different things and sometimes you can't meet those and you have something you have to accept right which i think is the critical piece i my friend he just got married i just got divorced right and i'm sitting there talking to them i had come up with this idea in my head i'm like you know what uh if i'm not growing it's really hard for me i kind of suffocate in a relationship and die right so i need to be outside this box i, I need to be free thinking i need to have be able to grow and 
have the freedom and autonomy to be able to kind of pursue passions. And if I'm if I'm not growing or the partner that I'm with isn't growing, it's probably not the best relationship to be in. Right. Or like if they're not supporting, yeah. right? If they're okay with you growing, but they're not supporting you growing. They're also like trying, they're almost become like a hindrance in your growth because they're every time you're trying to like be free to like kind of go outwards and try these things, they're always kind of or they have you down saying, yeah, don't or they, do that. Or, or they have no back. desire to change themselves and like to, to grow right. and expand and, and become more a dynamic individual, right? Um, I mean, nobody knows everything. And so it's like, how are you going to take a, a experience and, and, and figure out how you can become a better person from it. So right. I think that's a critical piece. Um, for me in my current relationship, I, I mean, that first date really kind of set the tone, um, showing like being, being ultimately very vulnerable, right? Like when you hide, when you don't hide your crazy, you are, you're vulnerable and you're showing yourself and, and it, it created this relationship where, I mean, like we're, I'm looking at this and it, in our notes and it says dating six months to a, a, a year right longer term i i literally the week we went to the beach a week after we met and we wrote out kind of like a blueprint for what we wanted in a relationship and we were vulnerable and clear and just commun communicative and it allowed a foundation that where we felt like we had known each other for a really long time and we had just met uh and i i feel like i i mean i'd love to encourage people to that's the kind of relationship that I'd always been looking for and wanting is just like a clear, um, transparent, and you're, you're not fake. You are just being able to kind of like be yourself in, 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 in a full measure, right? So, so often people are kind of like, they hold parts of themselves back because the, your partner doesn't like it. So you're able to right. be yourself in a full measure. And yeah, there's certain things that you're probably like, Ooh, I got to work on this or that. But I initially, before that first date, I, I said, um, she was like, well, I'll, I'll kind of like keep my expectations low. And I was like, negative 10. Right. So that can be something that I joke about <laughs> now with her is just like negative 10. Like I mess up on something. She's like, tells me I'm awesome and this and that. And I'm, and then I'll mess up on something. I'm like, see, negative 10. Right. Cause ultimately then, yeah. then there's not this pressure either. Right. Like there wasn't a pressure to be somebody great. It was like, no, I'm a negative 10 dude. I'm a schlub. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a never, yeah. I'm a never yeah. was. I told a middle schooler one time I was a has been. He was like, more like never was. So then it's like, <laughs> I, now I'm, I'll be like, yeah, I'm a never was. Cause it's like, I, I don't need yeah. to have an ego about it. I've, I've been divorced. I've felt that pain. I, I didn't, we, we talked pre-show right about the idea of coping. And it's like, I didn't cope. I sat in the, the feelings of that first failed relationship and was like, I never want to do this again. And so I was like, I'm going to be real. I'm going to be 100% myself. And if, if it works, awesome. If it doesn't, awesome. Um, but that's, that's the, the passion and the point, which takes me to your relationship points. And it's like that. I want all of those, right? Like you're like, right. You want it. You want you, all. You're, you're like, you yeah. can't have all yeah. of them. You want all. I would say that I'm, com I'm comfortable. I, I mean, like, and it's because yeah. of this foundation I laid. Um, I'm a middle school PE teacher, right? And, and, and I run it like a DJ business. I would say like, I'm, I don't know. I don't have like the most income, but I'm successful. I'm grinding. And yeah. I do yeah. a little things here and there to, to, to kind of like uh, up my, my standard of living. Um, I don't know. I'm, I'm, I wouldn't say I've never thought of myself as like incredibly intelligent. I would say street smarts wise, um, yeah, more so sure. than like book smarts, but I, I was a good student. Um, and then like, I want to, I want to have that attraction. I want to have chemistry and then trust 
was really the breaking point of my first relationship. So it's like I needed to have that in my second relationship. So I think, well, I think the point is, I think we all have a little bit of them, right? But even like, because we, I remember we joked about, we joked, we joked with Betsy at the end of our last episode when we were kind of going over this points. And I was like, I don't think you can have them all. And Betsy's like, yeah, you can't like, have them all. And I'm like, damn, come on. I'm like, come on. Like, I want them all. You can't have them all. Betsy's like, you can't have them all. So even though Spence says he's like, I'm an eternal optimist, right? I'm like, okay, well, yeah, yeah, we don't have them right now, but it's like, we're going to get there, right? Totally. Yeah. And I think that's the, I think that's the plan. Right. That's the plan. That's what you want. But I think like but I think like it's some kind of level. Right. So say, for instance, I guess I give you like an example of like what I, I kind of look at attraction being. Right. So at one point you're looking at somebody that just dolls up to the completely uh, to the to the aspect of taking a thousand years to get ready for absolutely everything. I'm just saying eventually you get to the point where you can do without yeah. that. Right. So like you like you're like, I'm not doing that every time we leave here. I'm not going to do the picture taking. I'm not going to do all these like like those kind of like the, you're not going to sit there and take pictures of food. I'm not going to do all these like videos of you so you can share them online. Uh, at one point like that. And I, I kind of look at that as the room of like at some point you can at one point in your maturity level, you're like, I can do without any of that. Right. I'm just kind of done with doing that now. Um, so like, those are kind of those levels where you eventually, when you, when you come across that person ends up being immediately minus 10, right? So you look at minus 10 when they start taking legit, legit minus 10, not like, yeah. Yeah. Like legit, like when you, when I'm like waiting for when I'm sitting out there for five hours waiting for you, that's minus 10. When I'm going to, we're going to rest, we're not enjoying our time or food. We're just, we're, we're taking pictures of the food. That's a minus 10. We're not even taught. We're just like, and then we're taking multiple pictures of food. Because the first 20 Ta- were not good enough. So How are you laughing because you do that or what? <laughs> I'm laughing. Okay, so I discovered something the last time New and I drove down to San Diego together. We were trying to figure out, because we drove down early. We were trying to figure out what to do, um, where to yeah. go, where to eat. So um, News X was giving us ideas of like, oh, yeah, here's all like these really great places. Oh, yeah. And, you know, <laughs> she was actually at the state fair going through um, like, eating food and stuff and so we bonded over our love for like viral (laughs) food for popular food like standing in line for things and new was just like i hate this so much so the fact that he's bringing up (laughs) sitting there taking pictures of food i was like of course he's gonna bring this up (laughs) yeah no i hate it it's one it's one of those things i can do without it right so um uh, so it's like it's the, those kind of things. It's like those are the type of things when those things happen again, you immediately have a dis like a disregard for those those that that level of that that thing, right? But I can see like in the same thing, like we're looking at success and income being like where well, you're excessive about expense. Yeah. I think there's a balance of having in them all if yeah. you have a balance, right? But sometimes you're looking at the idea of some of these things being to the extreme where therefore they become to the point where you're you cannot have them anymore. Like they're just so overdone that I cannot deal with somebody with that level of uh, um, being obsessed with one of these things. Right. And I think, say, for instance, if we were completely like um, like you're you're at a point where you're a professor and you're looking at global warming and you're obsessed with it where you never even see your family again. Like that's when the level you can do without somebody that is overly extremely book smart, right? You can yeah. do without it. Like I can do without ever dating a doctor or or a surgeon again because I've dealt with that before. And that's what we're talking about. But if we if there's balance, I think that we can you can definitely have them all. Like it means you cannot have Jeff Bezos money spent, but you can have comfortability. Yeah. You can have enough, right? You can have enough. But if the thing is if you're gonna go excessively like I need 
so I need more money than God. Then therefore, yeah, that's you, you're not going to be able to have like just all of these things because there's no balance. I think, yeah, we, right. Well, and then you just become someone like Elon Musk. Um, yeah, like the intelligence level, but then also socially, like probably never comfortable to be around. No, have you ever right? watched him on yeah. stage? That man is so no, awkward. Um, <laughs> but okay, so like you know, I think that Spence maybe a better analogy of these points is like when when new brings up you know these six points of you can't have it all i feel like you can't have all of them to the max and like i'm a visual person so what i like to imagine is you have seven glasses right seven glasses full of water yeah. you have one glass that's filled and your job is to pour it into these other six glasses the other six glasses are these points and you have to decide where that water is going to yeah. go Right. And you could pour all of your money into income, but then everything else is going to be pretty low. You have nothing. Three-point three shooting, speed, coming. stealing, right? Yeah. Like, and then, yeah. Uh, yeah. so, like, it just... Yeah, it's like, so you see, even for LeBron James, you're like, oh, so I have yeah, all LeBron's, these? Yeah, oh, LeBron's, like, wait, maxed wait. out to the core, man. Right, well, yeah, but... Look at his feet. Though, but oh, yeah, his feet are right? jacked. Because you're like this, you're like, oh, but can you have hair, LeBron James? Oh, no, you can't fucking yeah. have hair. Like you can have but the everything headband else, is good. you can't I mean, have that. He, right. Throw the headband but, in the like, <laughs> But yeah. Right. But it's still... He can't have hair and have he can't all, wear right? flip-flops. So, yeah. Right. I think <laughs> the key to is just purpose, right? Like uh, thinking about yeah. initially yeah. like me asking uh, Betsy what her love languages were and then me expressing what mine yeah. are. So then you get on the same page as somebody and you have an understanding like, oh, like if she had a need for a verbal affirmation, I'm not very good at that. Like, I don't want to tell somebody no. that they look good because that's what they want. I want to tell somebody, yeah. like, I want to be like, you're beautiful. And I want to tell you that because you don't want to hear that. Um, yeah. And and yeah. so there, there's that piece too, right? And the fact that physical touch and um, quality time were her top two. I was about to give her a high five when we first were, like, talking about this stuff on that first date. I was gonna be like, yes, come on. Like, can we do this, right? Um, I mean, going mm -hmm. back to that next day where I was like down, I went to, I had to go to the park and just shoot baskets. Cause I was like, gotta get this out of my head because I'm never going to see this girl again. I'm never going to talk to her again. <laughs> when you got, got ghosted. ghosted. And then the next morning she hits me back <laughs> and I actually wrote her a letter. Ugh. I wrote her a letter. Right. <laughs> and so, um, so this letter, and then I told her the next day, I was like, yeah, I wrote you a letter. And she was kind of like, um, later I saw like her text messages. I wanted to see what she said. And then she was like, yeah, this crumb crumb is out. Right. But then she read the letter. Right. And it was actually wasn't about me. It was about like, hey, like I thought that we had a good time together. I know that you've gone through through some hard stuff prior to this. Um, and I I'm, I'm I understand and I'm I'm up for walking through whatever life has for us. Um, and it might not yeah. have anything for us. And that's cool. Right. Like but maybe when when you're good. Um, but I'm like, I want to I want to pursue you. And I was not interested in anybody else at that time. After meeting her, I was like, man, this is the one. I even went over to my my, mm -hmm. my friend, my best friend's house and was like, man, I just met it. I met the one. Um, and so, like, I've never called anybody my person before, right? I can call her my person, right? I've I, I've, I've sat cool, there man. and, like, DJed yeah. weddings and people were like, Jeffrey's my person. And it's like, uh, it's like, how? You're like, don't say that. Don't say yeah, that ever Yeah, well, I'm again. just like, what ever. does that even mean? Like, and, and how does that even feel? And <laughs> And I know you're saying now, it now, and I don't yeah, like. Don't I know. Understand well, it's it. like it's an experiential it thing, man. It's like, um, <laughs> it's 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 understanding just a commitment and a connection that is is just purposeful in there, right? 
but ultimately we should like kind of what are what are our final thoughts just relationships i mean maintaining one is is hard right like you kind of hit that new and and that's the most that's the critical piece i mean tal you've been in a relationship longer than both of us and and what is the piece that you would take away from having a relationship for 10 plus years and really never having a relationship long-term relationship before ian right and not only that, Tal, like the level of comfortability that you guys would have and like obviously not even have any um, and then the level of hardships you guys went through during the quarantine um, personally, uh, like, you know, mentally and physically, it just seems like and then you guys seem to be even um, more comfortable probably because of it right and i think that like there's a level there that like i don't understand i think <laughs> there's a level there that like i think spence is getting to the point where he understands it right and for me it's like and then uh so like i'm like the odd man out here like that's why that this conversation is so interesting because like you're looking at three different people in three different parts of their lives right like i was married for like eight years i've been single probably longer than i've actually i was married for and uh, i have children now but i'm like so it's so it's like i don't i don't even think about doing the, that anymore right i just work on like oh i'm doing art i'm doing this i'm doing all these other things i'm raising my daughters i'm doing like all that right i don't think about it and then thousand long-term relationships spence is restarting his uh life over again and so we're all in these different like aspects of our lives and it's very it's very interesting perspective on all of us so go ahead talk what you were saying with the, the your relationship and stuff sorry <laughs> well i mean i guess the, the thing that i want to bring up is just that um for me ian and i are very different from like spencer and betsy we were very much like a comfortability was very high in um, what our needs were at the very beginning. And we just needed to be slow and and steady. We needed to flow together because, you know, he just was not into commitment. He didn't want to have commitment. He had some really upfront, crazy, legit, crazy people <laughs> um, coming up to him. And then thinking about this, I actually remember something that might have scarred me as a child. Um, everything just goes back to middle school. So Spence, you better like watch out for your students. Um, there was a guy <laughs> who really, really liked me in middle school. You know, we joked around, we hung out and he was just really shy and him being, you know, a stupid boy with other stupid guy friends, um, they kind of like pushed him into making like a stupid letter uh, that he was writing to me, but was never meant to be sent to me. And it was kind of like a scary, threatening letter. And as, <laughs> as a joke, his friends were like, oh, let's go ahead and just give this to her, right? It was never supposed to be in my hands, but they gave it to me and I got so mad. I was like, what the fuck is this? Why would anyone write this? This is, don't talk to me, don't come near me, like, don't do anything, don't breathe in my space ever again. Um, and we didn't talk to each other again until later on in high school where he apologized. I was like, you know, I'm really sorry about that. Um, but, you know, like, you you could not come on strong with me. Like, if he had been upfront, full-on crazy, like, that wouldn't have worked for me. If I was upfront, full-on crazy, it would not have worked for him. Like, we needed to just almost like when you are introducing cats into a new environment, you have to put them in like a closet first, let them acclimate to the house, give them three days, open the door, and then slowly let them wander around. Um, 
And that's how it worked for us. And, you know, like we are really comfortable with each other. We've, we've been together for so long. And um, yeah, I'm sure you probably have thought about this before, New, but like we're together so much so often that it's weird for me to not go a single day with him. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. Because at San Diego, it was probably the first time that long without being around him because he was supposed to come, but he had to work. Right. Yeah. And then um, and then you you went that whole week and you know, like a week and a half probably without like, you know, but you still were talking to him on a daily. Oh, basis yeah. We, stuff, I message so, him yeah. every day. We talk to each other every day. Um, before that, you know, the longest trip was maybe like a weekend apart um, due to like work trips and work trips only come maybe once or twice a year. And yeah. then, like, I had a really hard time. I went on a cruise that was 10 days long, and he didn't go. Um, and I somehow still managed to talk to him every single day. Yeah, uh, yeah. And so, you know, like, we are, we're with each other all the time. Um, and it's just, it feels weird to not have him near me, not have him next to me. It's like I have a hard time sleeping if he's not there. <laughs> Which is critical. So, I mean, sorry, Nia, yeah. like. Yeah, it's no, the idea it, of it. just like being with somebody that you want to be with, right? And and a lot of relationships, that's what it's about. And understanding and a, that balance and not, yeah, again, not settling, right? Being, understanding like this is the person that I will never grow tired of, right? And that's what probably challenge, like where there's a lot of challenges in relationships because people are like, eh, this person, I, I've had, a, I'm about sick of them, right? Or they they like mm, okay I'm gonna take this vacation with my friends because yeah I I, I got to get away from you so it's like when you have that person you're like mm, this is that's that's what it's a that's what relationships about I mean and that goes back to like those the beginning of time when we didn't have cell phones and and um like where you could just like drive fly yes like back to do the whatever 80s, right? no back not even 80s. back to the 80s like where you couldn't fly I mean because yeah I mean just when you were just that's where you were at unless you're going to go horseback ride somewhere right like that's where you were at unless yeah. you're going to venture out yeah yeah and it's funny so let me ask you let me go ahead go i was gonna i want to ask Spencer a question but go ahead well, for you Cal. i was just gonna say because you, you kept saying that like you know this is your person uh betsy's your person and you you constantly say my betsy too um yeah and yeah. i like it it's nice. And the thing about me is like most of my friends know that like I am unapologetic about how much I just don't like people. Like I, I don't really <laughs> want to spend time with other people. I'm really very much an introvert. Like this stay at home order has been amazing for me because I don't have to make excuses to cancel um, dates or dinners or anything like that. And so, you know, all of my friends are just like, well, what about Ian? I was like, well, Ian's not a person. Um, I have a list of like, acceptable like beings around me and you know it's the cats the dog and ian and those are okay um yeah, he's not yeah. a person on my list <laughs> <laughs> so i uh, was so the question i was trying to ask uh, spence right because you guys had this basically this declaration from that list until you are right now has there been like uh where you've changed parts of those lists in order to kind of meet the differences that have kind of come along so far no i, I don't think that the the idea like building a house together having kids together that are our own right um and which is crazy to think because she had she came we had she has three i have two so that we're talking like a gang of kids um like brady bunch bro yeah. you guys got brady and bunch, so bro. yeah and ultimately that's the that's what we're pursuing so it's yeah we i mean it, 
it's been trying to double down on those moments and actually like lean in and press in more because there have been challenges, right? There have been moments where it's like, mm, like maybe this is too much, right? Maybe we did go too hard and too fast, right? But then I've I've been like, you know what? Just double down um, and and make this the like everything that I want to be a part of, right? And so that's that's the thing I've pursued, right? Well, because I like like and that's kind of what I was saying before. It's like now that you're here this is what you wanted instead of wishing for it not to go so fast, not to go. This is where you're at. Just make, make it, make it better. Not wish for something yeah. else. Right. Like live. And then I think there's a lot of that live presently and like make it great every day that the best, that, like the best that we can. Yeah. Yeah. And I think like the new house situation is like, I, I can see it. Cause it's kind of like a Phoenix, right? You want to build something that's completely you uh, uniquely yours as a unit yeah. versus like a little bit of this and a little bit of that. Exactly. Right. But unfortunately, like even, but then the thing is that like doesn't matter. That doesn't matter. Like in hindsight, it doesn't matter because the children are still going to be a part of those other things, regardless, right? Yeah. I guess this the, the new house thing is more so for you too as a unit, yeah. right? Yeah, exactly. And I think that's where it's coming from. No, that's great. Like I, I was just kind of wondering about if those things would have changed um, um, for for science, right? You well, it was about like <laughs> just for ki- like us being about our kids, right? Having a, giving them experiences that are awesome, and just like us being about one another, right? Like we've taken trips to San Francisco. Like we drove down to San Francisco. We uh, jumped, like did skydiving together, right? Like I would I would probably never go skydiving otherwise, right? Um, we um, have, have gone just gone up to Seattle, right? Or we just are, we we we'll just take trips together and and it's like that quality time and that piece of that being each of our love languages quality time and and physical touch it's like when we're together and being able to like share moments it's it just further um ingrains each of us into the what we mean to each other so like i also wanted to ask both of you guys this from my personal um thing so like for me like it seems like you guys both know what you're doing for me i'm always kind of just like uh i i'm like yeah, I'm not doing that ever again, right? <laughs> so it's like, because like, like you get this level of trauma when it comes to so like, for instance, like for you, Spencer, you look at this situation, like uh, for me, like I had a pretty devastating um, marriage. Um, not for the most part, it was just young. Like I want to look back at it. I want to say it's devastating because it was just bad. I'm just because I think we were too immature to handle so much responsibility so early. Right. Um, and I think that I don't think anybody that went through what I went through would have still came out of it on top. Right. Um, and that's, and then there's no, there's no shame in it. There's also just a lot of learning and stuff like that, but also to like all that, that trip I went through, it's you know, put me in no rush to do it again. Well, if that makes any sense. Well, it's, right. It's, 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 so you on the other hand just went right back into it when for me, I'm like, yeah, I'm not in any rush to ever go back to that. It meant like any rush soon. Well, you're still really, I mean, you still in a lot of ways are in a relationship. Yeah totally not yet so it's like and i was gonna tell i was gonna say like you guys relationship the only different the only similarity i think i have with uh nadia would be the fact that we're almost like siblings now which is really odd to say but that's what our relationship like we still talk to each other on a daily basis and we're always there for our children like co-parenting but we like we we almost treat each other like siblings like we're like i'm like you know kind of thing where you're constantly like kind of like talking to each other on a daily basis but also kind of like also sound like you're sick of each other on a daily basis <laughs> i mean yeah and that's you know yeah like i don't think that my, i mean my my kid's mom right like i don't think i would even 
communicate with her if if we like didn't have kids together right and so yeah um i mean i don't know if that's your situation it's definitely mine but it's like yeah um that's that's where i'm at with that and so it makes that and that makes a challenging dynamic um but yeah ultimately so i think like for me well just for me it's like it's it's trying to get to the point where like wanting something like a person right and then trying to like and also not just for me but for other people out there that are kind of having a problem with like just going willing to want to go back and then for me i've 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 decided to kind of focus more on parenting focus more on career focus more on like and then also and then it usually keeps me busy in the point where that doesn't that seems to be the least of my um my uh things because i'm also so occupied with everything else i'm doing right so um well, new- and that's because and that's like not that i don't want it it's just that it just becomes the last thing on my well, list a lot of times i think that that's the best way to go about it because what happens is if you're trying right it's just it's like that that pressure of like this you have to make this happen i got to the point where i was like you know what i am good right like if if nothing works out ever and then it was like boom like that's like that's when ha- what happened and um i mean i was emotionally ready for it but at the same time i was like mm, i'm not gonna like i'm not gonna sweat this and if if and and just this be all that i had like i have um i think that that was a critical piece what i would say is patience and purpose right like if it makes sense and, and this is like and there's a vibe there it's like well let's see um but mm. just being patient and like not necessarily being like oh i have to I mean, that you can waste so much time just trying to find a person that you actually you, you, you get off task of you being the best person that you can be. Right. Which is is exactly what whoever you find needs. You need to be the best person that you can be when that relationship pops up, because then you have the capacity to take on somebody else. And you're not you don't you, you're able to process your own stuff and then kind of, you know, accept what the other person has going instead of like trying to like like a pro you're not you don't need a pro we're not projects yeah. we're already kind of like yeah i so, mean a lot of times yeah. people are like looking for projects but it's like if you are if you're taking care of your own self then then you which is critical for a long-term relationship to be in a good spot personally yeah that makes sense but, what do you think Sal? um you know thinking about it i see you and myself as like inverses of each other right <laughs> So like, you had been this early relationship and you you had kids, you were with her for eight years and then you kind of like Well I think we were we were married we were married for eight years, but we were probably together for like more like ten. Yeah. Right. So we were together for a few years before we got married and then so like so technically it was like a ten year relationship, okay. right? But um married technically for like eight years before broken up and we've been like we've been like i've not been like in any kind of long-term relationship since then at all yeah so so, like you know you committed yourself really early on to this relationship to this other person and now you're at the point in your life that like you know you have other things that are your priorities you have your girls you have your art you have your business um and you don't really have the time or the capacity to spread yourself any more than that like you can't give any more of yourself up right now whereas for me you know ian was my first relationship and leading up to that you know i made the conscious choice not to be in a relationship because i didn't want to have to invest emotionally into something that i didn't think would ever work out that i saw you know Mm -hmm. fall apart time and time again um by observing friends and family and i just didn't want to do that and so you know like 
I see, I, I see myself as, you know, having to use all those years, the 20, like one years of building myself and realizing what I wanted. And all of my friends will say that I am like an old lady. When I was 18, I felt like I was a 30 year old. <laughs> um, and now I feel probably like a senior citizen. Um, but I, I spent a long time figuring out like, what do I want? Uh, what am I comfortable with before I finally went in and dated Ian and you had your relationship that just burned brightly up front. And then now you're in at your point where you're exploring yourself, where you are trying to build your life of what you want. And there just isn't room for you to involve another person when you're very focused on yourself and also your family. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think you're exactly right. It's, it's hard for me to kind of, um, you know, to give that extra, more, that extra, that extra attention, right? Because like, I think my moon focus is like, because I always kind of made a conscious like ep episode or conscious effort to always say my daughters come first. Anything else after that is kind of like what I put all my energy into, you know, and I think um, that's kind of like what I've been doing. And um, in a nice I'm kind of just like, and then, and then, you know, I'm not unhappy about it either. You know, so when it comes down, we're having talking about relationships, it's interesting, because I never it's not something that I like, I think about too often, but it's like something that I, I know some little, a little about, but I'm not in any like real rush to kind of stress myself out on it, even though it doesn't seem like you guys are actually stressed out at all. It makes me mad. So <laughs> kind of like, you know, thank you all for kind of sharing your guys' life and everything. And I think that's, I'm hoping it's beneficial to everybody. Yeah, else well, well, I guess, I mean, my real final thought about all of this is dating is bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, okay, well, you guys, so do you guys, do we doing any kind of recommendations? Yeah, let's, for this? What, what are our offerings for this? Oh, episode? you know what my offering is? What is it? Tom? My offering is alpha male strategies. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I, right, that's cool. I, I could, like it. I couldn't even say that without laughing. Sorry, alpha male strategies. <laughs> it should be a guide for men of what not to do and a guide for women of what to avoid what to avoid yeah well i mean some women are about that tao so i mean like they just i don't know yeah so no no there are some some women like that shit uh tao. Yeah. i i don't know any of them that do because they probably don't hang out with me but uh all right go ahead Spence. uh i was gonna say the 12 rules for life by jordan b peterson because just in thinking about being a better you and just understanding like big picture it's a it's a helpful book that Kind of has a lot of insight and he's kind of one of the more modern day philosophers on kind of investing in your own personhood and 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 then understanding the things that are happening around you great no and then uh, so i'm gonna offer it's not gonna be as funny as uh as cows but uh so, so, uh like i'm gonna i'm offering up like uh, the book sapiens which is a brief history of mankind which kind of just shows a lot of uh different um uh, perspectives and understanding of how we came into being in general so uh, I, I, it has a lot of great stuff in there and i think you guys will have a lot of interesting kind of um thoughts about how us humans became to be humans right and i think um so great book Check it out. I we actually cannot pronounce his first name, but it says uh, it's no, uh, Yaval Noah Harari. Tao, can, can I don't I can't. It's read, all good. So. It's all good now. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Well, we'll let Sprints get out of here. All right. And then, uh, go do his thing. So, all right. So we'll talk soon. All right. Dope. Continue to learn from your experiences 
and explore beyond your boundaries. Music by Quest Eons, produced by DJ Crumb, production by 